0: 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the true house of Yahweh, true house of Israel, thank you for joining me for another episode of Divine Truth Radio. My name is Pastor Paul Muller, and I will be your host for the next hour. This evening, or actually this morning, we are going to be discussing some um, topics about end prophecy or end of time prophecy. Um, I've actually had several sermons that I've had worked up for this uh, event and I feel that it's necessary to uh, discuss some of these things um, this morning and I'm hoping that folks will also uh, find this information to be of importance. Um, I really hope they do and I'm going to try to maintain the... um, Uh, chat box on eurofolkradio.com while we go through with this lesson, but I don't know how good it's going to be. So folks, bear with me. I know a lot of people have been expressing some concerns lately in reference to me reading my sermons instead of giving them uh, from the heart. However, I think that it's vitally important that when I give a sermon, I I type everything out. Sometimes I say on script and sometimes I don't. Some of you have experienced that and some of you have not, but I hope that you will uh, bear with me as we go through. Now, I posted this on the site a couple of days ago to give people information so they would have it at divine-truth.org. Now, this is only part of a chapter of the new book, that I am currently writing about Holy Scripture or biblical prophecy. Um, I am hoping to have it completed here very shortly and uh, up on Amazon.com where my other books are listed as well. So if you go to Amazon.com and look for Paul R. Mullet, you will be able to find the four or five books that I currently have available. Um, So today we're going to discuss The End of an Evil Age. And the end of the evil age is something that, in my honest opinion, we're li- we're living in now. Um, and I'm hoping to alleviate some concerns of some people. Now, I, I want to say this right off the get-go. When the rapture occurs, I'm not like most Judeo-Christians where they believe that... The uh, true and faithful Christians, as they, you know, quote unquote, um, will be raptured and pulled away at the last minute. Um, I don't believe that at all. I'm a firm believer that as Christians, seeing how we have been ordered as true uh, Christians and of the lost sheep of the true house of Israel, we are commanded to uh, occupy until his return. Well... If you are raptured and taken to heaven prior to Yahshua the Messiah's return, how are you uh, fulfilling that command if you are um, ordered to occupy until he comes? Um, I do not believe that the true house of Israel will be raptured. I believe we will be here fighting the battle on earth uh, getting ready for Yahshua the Messiah's imminent return and his complete control of this world, and we will be at peace and in and, and love and be able to enjoy a Jew-free world. Um, now, I do believe that you know the rapture is is going to occur but i think it's going to be part of the evilness that is upon this world basically i think and i'm hoping that the vast majority of the jews will be picked up and thrown through the pits of uh, hell and fire where they will have a remaining spiritual life of uh, heartache and be able to live with their true father satan but that's just my personal belief. I do not do not believe that the true house of Israel is going to be raptured, uh, that we're going to be taken up uh, prior to the advent of Yahshua the Messiah's return. Um, once again, I'll reiterate the reason why I say that is because I am a firm believer that we are supposed to occupy until he comes, which means we are going to be here during the end times um, and the battle that will occur. So the end of an evil age, I put uh, roughly six pages on divine-truth.org, and that's what we're going to get into here now. Now, once again, just like I said last week on last week's show, I have a tendency to butcher names. I apologize in advance. Hopefully somebody's in the chat room where they'll be able to put in the spelling of them, um, or you can go to divine-truth.org and look for the end of an evil age, which is on the front page. So, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Matthew 24, verse 3. They wanted to know when the age of human misrule under Satan, or better known as the diabolical one, uh, which the Apostle Paul refers to as, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians 1, 4. Would give way to the kingdom of Yahweh. Yeshua the Messiah explained that his return would be preceded by. For then shall be, the, be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Once again, Matthew 24, verse 21. It is difficult to imagine the magnitude of suffering that will take place during a few terrifying years at the end of our age. Prophecy portrays this time as the most violent and tumultuous period in history. Yahshua the Messiah continues, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Matthew 24 22. Mercifully, that frightening time will pass very quickly. Immediately after it will begin the wonderful era of the kingdom of Yahweh, about which David wrote. The Messiah will return at the conclusion of that violent era to establish permanent peace. Why then will Yahweh allow those days of war and chaos to occur? As we've seen, the Holy Scriptures warns us of Satan's deception of man and mankind. Through his deception... Or Through this deception he has made himself the ruler And Gad G-A-D Now I'm not using the word God Because I don't consider him a god Even though some people do consider Satan a god And they do worship him The Jews And several other non-Aryan Non-Adamic race um, People uh, Worship him as a god But he is not He is Gad Of this present age, using the Jews as the spearhead, which we've seen throughout history since the creation of these venomous people, they are always at the spearhead of whatever is a destructive force in the Adamic kind world. Everybody should know that If you do not know that Then you need to visit several of the websites Of these Christian identity pastors Who are here on EurofolkRadio.com, And I know that a lot of them have this information readily available Um, Just prior to Yahshua the Messiah's return Yahweh Almighty will permit Satan to finally bring about What he started with the original city of ancient Babel Or Babylon. Uh, Babylon, Genesis 11:4. Now Satan used a man named Nimrod to organize the many small but rapidly multiplying tribes of mankind into a system quite different from that which Yahweh had intended. Nimrod's kingdom was the first recorded attempt at uniting people into a single empire. Genesis 10, verses eight through 12 as your reference. This ambitious effort, however, was contrary to Yahweh's purpose. It was humanity's first attempt to thwart Yahweh's desire to give each Israelite Caucasian family group their own territory. These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generation and their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Genesis 10, 32. Yahweh's desire was for the race of Adam to make use of the extended family as the foundation for organization and structure. Nimrod, however, persuaded these people of his time to completely reject Yahweh's plan in favor of a single empire supported by a strong military force. So instead of using Yahweh, he was under the impression that having a strong military force would ensure his ability to control and dominate. Nimrod's followers lacked what we today call faith and Yahweh's protection and his leadership and in the way of life. They wanted to decide for themselves how the earth should be organized and governed. Once again, completely disregarding Yahweh and what he wanted and had created everybody for. Sounds very much like it does today, doesn't it? They preferred to remain as one people and organize themselves without family racial stock distinctions. Genesis 11 verses 1 and 4. Now see this is something that everybody should really listen to because this is happening today. Okay, we have all this, well, you're born a female but actually I'm a male and or I'm a male and I'm actually a female but I'm, you know, have the chromosomes of a male or the chromosomes of a female but I'm going to go the opposite and well, I'm going to love another man and I'm going to walk into a girl's bathroom and I'm going to take photos of her. This is what society is turning into. It is turning into Babylon the great. And we reference this here multiple times in the sermon. And I know that there are some other pastors out there who have given similar sermons. And I do not wanna take away from anything that they have said because 99% of them are good, solid, dual seed line Christian identity pastors such as Pastor Visser, Pastor James, Pastor Steve, and a few others that are out there. It is imperative and important that you realize that we are living in the end times today. We are seeing the exact same thing that occurred during the Babylonian time occurring today in modern society. Especially with this interbreeding, interracial, uh, homogenous, kumbaya, love one another, all we are all one people—bullcrap that's being spread and forced down your throats with the zog box. Every time you turn around, you're seeing something else that's being done. The Jews are currently burning books freely without any repercussions from the white population at all. They're removing books from Amazon. They're removing books from publication in other areas. They're removing them from bookstores. Folks, if you don't see the end times coming, then you're blind and you need to have your eyes checked. And if you really need to have them checked... Uh, I'm sure one of us can help you find a eye doctor. But it appears that this is a reoccurring theme as we, the nations of true biblical Israel, are falling into the same thought process today. And are we to expect a different outcome? Many of you are expecting a different outcome, but it's not going to happen. Our problems lay in our inability to muster enough testosterone to do anything about the problems at hand. What is the old saying? History is repeating itself. I said that just a couple of minutes ago. We are repeating ourselves and we are turning into Babylon the Great. So what was Yahweh's reaction? He did intervene in the incident with the Tower of Babel, and by placing foreign tongues upon those present, confused their language and thus made it hard for them to work collectively. Thus compelled earth's early inhabitants to scatter and form separate, separate nations as he had originally intended. Genesis eleven six through 8 is your reference. Ever since Yahweh's prophets have used the term Babylon as a symbolic representation of Satan's dominion through human government, culture, and religion, Judeo-Christianity. During the latter days of the kingdom of Judah in the 6th century BC, the ancient city of Babylon expanded its power to become the dominant regional empire under the leadership of King Nebuchadnezzar II. We are referencing the Nebuchadnezzar of the Holy Scriptures, by the way. At the time of the end, Satan, for a very brief time, will once again organize several blocks of nations into significant world powers. Reference the following. Revelation 9 16 through 18, 17, 12 through 13. Now, chapter 12 of Revelation pictures Satan as, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. Verse 3, chapter 12 of Revelation. It describes Satan's attempt to destroy Yahshua the Messiah shortly after his birth. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Revelation 12.4 You can also compare that with Matthew 2:13 through 21. At length the scene shifts to the time of the end. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Revelation twelve twelve, And Revelation 13 begins with the description of this. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. First one. Now, this beast reflects the characteristics of four similar beasts that are mentioned in one of Daniel's prophetic visions in Daniel 7. The Apostle John, whom was the writer of the book of Revelation, further describes the beast as he saw it. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat, and great authority. Revelation 13, verse 2. As we all know, Satan, represented as the dragon, is the power behind the scenes, the puppet master, if if it were. This end time, now listen to this very closely, this end time political and military alliance will reflect many of the same features as the four ancient empires that began with King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. The beast that, they, that thou sawest having the same characteristics as the four beasts in Daniel 7 represent ancient Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome, was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. Revelation 17:8. With the fall of Rome, that ancient system supposedly came to an end as if mortally wounded. But its surprising revival, as if from the ashes of the Roman Empire, is described here in the book of Revelation. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Revelation 13.3 Notice the power and influence this satanically guided governing system will wield in the last days. And they shall worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with them? Revelation 13, 4. The world will not only fear, but marvel at this enormous power of this alliance of nations. Notice also the configuration of this political and military alliance. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind. And shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb. And the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Revelation uh, 17 verses 12 through 14. Yet again, and I behold another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, trying to impersonate Yahshua the Messiah, and he spake as a dragon, Satan, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Revelation 13, 11 through 12. This beast claims to represent Yahshua the Messiah, the one and only true lamb of Yahweh, verse 8, but actually speaks for Satan concerning what people are to worship. The Jews are doing this today, trying to tell you who to worship. Basically, Anything that is not of Yahweh, they are trying to get you to worship. We also read in Revelation 17 that this beast is also pictured as a fallen woman, a harlot. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman set upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon upon her forehead was written a name, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, Revelation 17:3 through5. The fallen woman sits and guides the first beast, showing an alliance of ten kings, rulers of nations, or groups of nations. She is the world's chief advocate of Satan's disgraceful doctrines. Sounds like the Jews to me. She artfully preserves the pagan mysteries the fundamentals of the ancient Babylon religion sounds like the Jewish religion to me in her traditions and teachings she will be a fierce advocate of those ancient religious customs and practices at the end of this age once again making them internationally popular sounds just like what the Jews are doing today Man, once you read and understand the Holy Scriptures, that your mind is awoken. How can you not see what is occurring in this world today reading the text that we've just read so far? And we're not even two pages into the sermon. And we've already had our minds blown with the fact that today is, is the exact same as it was in Babylonian time. And the Jews are the spearhead of that doing their fathers' work, Satan's work, bringing about his time on earth. Truly disgusting. So who is the spiritual harlot? and the woman which thou sawest is the great, is that great city, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Revelation 17, 18. The ancient cities of Babylon and Rome controlled vast empires, subjecting many, many nations and kings to their traditions and culture. Prophecy reveals that a modern city will assume a similar role at the end of time. This city will be a powerful, and extremely influential in the world's, listen to this, religious, political, and economic arenas. Does that not sound like the false state of Israel, folks? Is it not this false state of Israel that is dictating to the American people and Other white nations exactly what they should be doing, pushing the immigration issue on them while they close, while the state, false state of Israel, closes its borders, builds walls, kills anything that enters into that area that is not Jewish. Is it not also strange that the state, false state of Israel, is the only place where you can be an American citizen and have Israel? Uh, citizenship at the exact same time when our Constitution clearly states you cannot hold another government above the American governmental system. Is it not the false state of Israel that is forcing interracial marriages upon you every single time you turn on that Zog box? Is it not the false state of Israel that is behind the Black Lives Splatter movement? Is it not the false state of Israel that has been controlling the money, the political power, and the military power of these white nations? Brothers and sisters, if you cannot see that simple fact, go turn on your Zogbox after this service and look. One of the first things you will see is black people are now taking over almost every single aspect of our heritage and culture. I watched a show the other day called Sleepy Hollow and it made me want to because their primary character is in love with a nigger. And according to their history, it was a nigger who created this country, not George Washington, not the white American patriots who gave their lives and spilled their blood, but it was a nigger who was the person who was behind the creation of this land. It was supposedly a nigger who created Washington DC, who did the plans and was the architect of Washington DC. It's things like that that people are not seeing and realizing is happening and occurring because it's been done so softly, a little bit here and there and then it started to gain and it started to become more and more and more readily seen. That's all we hear about nowadays. Just like a Pepsi commercial that was taken off because the Black Lives Splatter movement was up in arms because they thought it was derogatory to what they were trying to accomplish, which was a total annihilation of the Aryan, Adamic race of mankind, not only here in America, but across the globe. Look what's going on in South Africa right now. These monkeys are going through killing the white farmers and taking over their land. And now South Africa is begging and pleading for people to come over and help them, give them food and water because they done killed all the white farmers who were providing the food and the water and the security and safety for these beasts of the field. People. People. Wake up to the realization that it is the false state of Israel that is bringing us into Babylon the Great now. The end of time is coming. We are living in the same exact thought process as Babylon and the Tower of Babel. You must understand that this is a religious power that will influence every level of society. This is the false state of Israel doing this everywhere you turn, including these Judeo-Christian pastors who preach and teach. And then, oh my, these Jews, these Jews, they are God's chosen people. They are not Yahweh's chosen people, folks. They are Satan's chosen people. Because I tell you what, Yahweh, my God, will have nothing to do with them venomous vipers who do their father's work. And that, friends, is the devil. They are his children. They are not Yahweh's children. They, the Jews are not Yahweh's children, folks. They are children of the devil. For a time she will be a pace setter for the world. She is. And there came out of the seven angels, which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, come hither. I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Revelation seventeen one through two. Satan will use and employ the traditions and beliefs of this powerful city to deceive the world. Revelation twelve nine. Once again, the false state of Israel. And he saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest. Where the whore sitteth are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues, or languages. Revelation seventeen fifteen. He will also use the leaders of these two beasts to convince the world that a new political and religious alliance is the key to lasting international peace. Once again, the false state of Israel. They are controlling all of the white nations of this world, making them fight their wars for them so they can bring the quote-unquote New Jerusalem into fruition. However, the New Jerusalem will not be in the false state of Israel. Yahweh will not let that occur. He will not let his city be born in in a false state of heathens, homosexuals, race mixers, and vile, Satan-worshipping, false, idol-loving, praying people. He will not let that occur, folks. That is my firm belief. He will not let that occur. But the entire system will be built upon concepts that appeal to the human mind and reasoning. Lust and vanity will while rejecting the revealed laws and ways of Yahweh. Partly for that reason, the book of Revelation aptly defines the this end time advocate of Satan's traditions as Babylon the Great. Revelation sixteen nineteen and eighteen two. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, his chosen, the true house of Israel, the white adamic race, the Aryans. Let us break their their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us psalm 2 1 through 3 this my friends is the attitude of the rulers and the jews who actually embrace satan's principles it is his political and religious systems are rooted in the popular conviction that man has the right to decide for himself what is right and wrong that is not accurate Yahweh decides what's right and wrong It's up to us To listen Accept Or listen and not accept What he has told us You have a book It's called the Holy Scriptures The Holy Bible That tells you exactly how you are supposed to be It is not Our fault If you do not follow That book never realizing that it is Yahweh who leads you down the right or wrong path and that it is him who grants you the will to choose. See, the Jews today, they don't, they don't believe that. They believe that we're going to force you into doing it and you're going to do it our way or no way at all. The devil boasts to Yahshua the Messiah of his great power and control over. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Matthew 4, 8-9 We know that Satan will never willingly relinquish his power or his influence over humans. This is why the world will experience the terrifying time prophesied by Joshua the Messiah. A time that, if not cut short, would lead to the extinction of human life. Matthew twenty-four, twenty-one 21-22 Satan, truly a master deceiver, often deludes his Jewish agents into marketing his deceptive arguments. He uses them to champion his basic core concepts. At the time of the end, Satan's philosophies will be vigorously promoted as mankind's final and last hope for world peace and security. First Thessalonians five two through three is your reference. It will be heralded as the world's greatest hope to work together for the good of all, a misconception by all accounts and purposes, folks. Holy Scripture refers to Satan's main advocate or agent in the time of the end as the following. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be relieved, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. 2 Thessalonians 2 3 through 4. His efforts will be, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they received not the love of the truth That they might be saved And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion That they should believe a lie Second Thessalonians 2, 9-11 Excuse me, one moment Sorry, I had to grab a drink there My throat was getting dry This man's persuasive powers will be enormous multitudes from all of yahweh's nations will believe his clever lies yes folks i believe that even the true house of israel will have some people that will fall away and fall to the lies of satan's top minion here on earth They will enthusiastically endorse the concepts of Satan introduced at the Tower of Babel. They will be thoroughly deluded into believing deceptive assurances that these satanic concepts will produce world peace and harmony. When we all know that's not going to occur, folks. It will not occur. But these false promises of lasting peace and security... This we are all one race, the human race, false ideology, will be short-lived. Satan's end-time political kingdom will have a very fatal flaw that will rip this false unification apart. Yahweh revealed to the prophet Daniel that in its final stage, and as the toes of the feet were part of the iron, and part of clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Adam kind. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Daniel 2 42 through 43. The nations involved in this false hope will be unable to override their racial differences at the very end. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Revelation 17, 16. Adding to the turmoil and conflict will be kings from east of the Euphrates River who take part in the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Revelation 16, 12-14 Also, many of the prophets imply the end times existence of people descendant from the 12 tribes of Israel. Some of these prophecies indicate that these descendants of both the house of Israel and the house of true Judah, not to be mistaken for the Khazar Jews now, folks. Okay? Some of these prophecies indicated, uh, well, I done lost my place. (laughs) Isn't that about right? Uh, Let's see here. Satan intends... Prophecies and mixed mix, mix, twelve tribes of Israel. Okay. Some of these prophecies indicated that the descendants of both the house of Israel and the house of true Judah, not to be mistaken for the Khazar Jews, will become objects of Satan's wrath. Daniel twelve one, Jeremiah thirty one, seven through ten, Revelation seven, two through 4. 12, 1, and thirteen. So let us remember what the apostle John, in his vision concerning Satan's part in the end-time events, heard a voice exclaiming, "Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them; woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a very short time." Revelation 12:12. Satan's intentions embody absolutely no concern for the welfare of any human, especially the children of Yahweh, better known as the race of Adam. He wants to use the colored mixed races for war, not peace. These are his minions, his soldiers of destruction, that are orchestrated and controlled by the viperous Jews. The devil knows that Yahshua the Messiah will in fact return and place everything back in order and open the pits of hell for those that serve the dark prince to be returned to. Therefore, holy scriptural prophecy reveals Satan's plans to manipulate the race of Adam's efforts to achieve lasting peace and unity within their own racial groups, mind you as a tool for venting his own anger against the Messiah rather than enjoying peace and safety the race of Adam will fall victim to Satan's deceptions and wrath the devil will once again pit us against the one true Elohim the armies of many nations will gather in the vicinity of Jerusalem for the most terrifying military showdown in history. Geographically speaking, it is one of the most important strategic locations on earth. The crossroads of the continents of Africa, Asia, and Europe, the main reason for the state, false state of Israel creation on May 14th, 1948, with special thanks to the United States and the British Empire. Israel, folks, however, is a people not a state. Do not fall victim to this travesty. To assemble these armies Satan will send, for they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Revelation 16-14 what these gathered generals, officers, and soldiers will not realize is that Satan plans to use them to fight Yahshua the Messiah as he descends from the heavens. Revelation 19 11 through 19. Zechariah 14 3 through 4. This great day of God Almighty, Revelation 16 14, is also called the day of the Lord. In the Holy Scriptures, reference Joel 2, 28-32, as cited in Acts 2, 17-21. These terms used in this context refer to the time just prior to Yahshua the Messiah's return, when Yahweh will punish a defiant race of Adam or of Israel for its rebellion. It is the time when the mongrel nations and Satan's system will bring on themselves the just and mighty wrath of Yahweh. Revelation fourteen nine through 10, folks. A large faction in this final battle, the beast power supported by the coalition of 10 pro-Jewish, anti-white rulers will amass its armies on the plain near the ancient military stronghold of Megiddo in northern Israel. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Revelation 16, 16. Now, folks, the next chapter, I uh, review the word Armageddon. I'm not going to go through that here this evening. Um, I would suggest that you go to divine-truth.org And on the front page uh, Look for the sermon uh, that's titled The End of an Evil Age uh, For you to reference that um, Because I do not want to butcher any of the words in here Um, I cannot speak proper Greek Nor can I speak proper Latin So I don't even want to try to give you the terminology definitions but I do go into great detail um, giving you Strong's numbers, concordance numbers, references uh, and things like that. So as Daniel was told and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time, and to that time, thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. Daniel 12.1 Without Yahshua the Messiah's intervention to rescue the world from Satan's cunning and the race of man, foolishness, life as we know it, Would be extinguished. Maybe this seems too outlandish to take seriously to some of you, but it is nevertheless divine truth and it will happen. The Apostle Paul spoke plainly of this earth shattering time. Or yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, folks at a very unexpected time and date. Nobody can foretell when Yahshua the Messiah is returning except for Yahshua the Messiah and Yahweh. And anybody who goes out there and says, well, this is the day that will happen. It's going to occur at uh, 5.55 p.m. on blah, blah date and blah, blah year is fabricating. Nobody knows the exact date and time of Yahshua the Messiah's return. That's why we as watchmen need to be watching. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. First Thessalonians 5, 2-3 When this world's final effort for international interracial unity to ensure peace and safety falls apart, because we know that interracial unity is a false ideology, a world war unlike any ever seen will be the result. After a brief period of unimaginable destruction, Yahshua the Messiah will intervene to prevent the race of Adam's annihilation Matthew twenty four twenty two Yahweh's ultimate goal has always been to bring all of his race, his people to repentance. 2 Peter 3.9 But a repentant race of Adam is impossible as long as most people follow Satan's lead and proudly exalt in human opinions and traditions above the teachings and laws of the one living Elohim. Through Isaiah, long ago, Yahweh explained what he plans to accomplish during the coming Day of the Lord for the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up and he shall be brought low Isaiah 212 prior to Yahshua the Messiah's return to assume his rightful place as ruler of the earth Yahweh plans to humble all of his race The race of Adam, the Adamic race, who will respond to his correction, the remnant of Israel. For those survivors of this brief but devastating period, once again, goes right back to what I said and what I believe that we will be here during this period of time in this rapture. Because for those survivors of this brief but devastating period, Those who are descended from the ancient Israel and true biblical Judah will be primarily people, the race of Adam, whose hearts have softened and been humbled by their experience. Isaiah 2.11 It is through their trauma that Yahweh will prepare a humble race of Adam who will willingly accept the Messiah's leadership and teaching upon his glorious return. Once again, folks, we will be here during this entire time. We are not going to be floated away up into the heavens. We will be here because this is going to be the test of the true remnant of Israel, those who will be faithful and true to Yahweh, Yahshua, and the Messiah throughout. Those who have humbled themselves, their hearts have been softened because of the the horrors that they have seen and had to endure and live through prior to Yahshua the Messiah's return. It will also, through the prophet Zephaniah, that Yahweh explained, he uses catastrophes to humble not only his race, but others as well. Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey. For my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them mine indignation. Even all my fierce anger for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. For then will I turn to the people a pure language that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one Consent from beyond the rivers of the rivers of Ethiopia, my supplements, even the daughter of my dispersed remnant of Israel, shall bring mine offering. In that day shalt thou not be ashamed for all thy doings wherein thou hast transgressed against me, for then I will take away out of the midst of thee them that rejoice in thy pride, and thou shalt no more be haughty because of my holy mountain. I will also leave in the midst of these an afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. Zephaniah 3, 8-12 through And as we read the above passages, we can clearly see that it is specifically directed towards the in time remnant of ancient true biblical israel and true biblical judah it it graphically illustrates how and why yahweh humbles the proud and arrogant people of his race through the prophet ezekiel yahweh explains why he urges his people to repent and turn away from sin. Again, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, if he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, if the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk in the statues of life without committing Iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Ezekiel 33, 14 through 15. We can also see the principles illustrated in Isaiah 59, 20. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression, and Jacob saith the Lord, Yahweh promises no such rescue for those who still reject his correction and refuse to repent of their arrogant and rebellious ways. They will not receive any divine protection from the horrendous destruction that will ravage the earth. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Isaiah 13, 9. There are many prophetic passages that describe the time of Yahweh's preparation of the world to accept the rule of Yahshua the Messiah and the establishment of the kingdom of Elohim. As the creator of the universe, Yahweh will demonstrate his authority and power over everything he created the race of adam and the race of men will have no excuse for refusing to honor him with the respect due his name why are such drastic measures necessary we'll pick that up next week yahweh bless